Welcome to this edition of NC Talks. I'm Sharon Salt, editor of NeuroCentral, and in this podcast we will be speaking to Simon Lovestone, a professor of translational neuroscience at the University of Oxford. Simon tells us more about his talk on big data, which he presented at the Alzheimer's Society annual conference. Simon also spoke to us about the challenges involved with big data and how these can be overcome. Please could you introduce yourself and tell us about your current role? So my name is Simon Lovestone and I'm Professor of Translational Neuroscience at the University of Oxford. I work predominantly on Alzheimer's disease, trying to understand the causes and design better treatments. You've presented a talk about big data in dementia and how this can be reused. Please could you give us an overview about this? So big data means lots of different things, um, but the data that we're interested in is of two kinds. It's data that's collected by researchers, which currently sits just with those researchers and we're trying to make it more widely available to the scientific community. And the second kind of data is routine or real-world clinical data, that is information that is collected about patients when they go and see their clinicians. You mentioned in your talk the importance of being able to share and communicate scientific ideas with everyone, whether they come from a scientific background or otherwise. Can you tell us more about the importance of this? Well, I I do think it's very important to be able to communicate uh, with the general public. And the meeting that we're at today has a lot of people that are truly expert in Alzheimer's disease, but expert because they have personal experience of the condition. They're not expert scientists. So these are the people that uh, have vested interest in dementia research. They fund dementia research, but they also advocate for dementia research. And I think it's really important that these people understand the kinds of research that's being done. And I see no reason why it's not possible to talk about really quite complex subjects uh, without dumbing them down, but being respectful of the audience. It it is actually difficult to do, but I, I try my hardest to do that. As scientists, how can we do more of this? Well, I think as scientists we can do um, more big data research, if, if that's what you're referring to. Um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's not the place most of us start as scientists. So most of us start by thinking we have to go and collect data, whether that's data from a cell in a laboratory, an animal in a university, or a a patient in a clinical trial, we always start from the basis that we need to collect that data. But big data analytics recognizes that there's a vast amount of data already existing in the world, much of which can be reused for your topic. That doesn't mean we don't have to still go out and do primary research, but it means we can supplement that primary research. In order to do it, you need to have much of the same skills and experiences and characteristics of any other scientist. You need to have a good idea, uh, you need to have a hypothesis, and you need to be willing to test that hypothesis. But then, of course, it does require some additional skills. Um, These are skills in um, computer science, they're skills in engineering, they're skills in maths and statistics. Unfortunately, they're skills I absolutely do not have, not one of them. So I have surrounded myself by some really smart informaticians, many of which I'm proud to say I've recruited from other areas of science to come and work on dementia topics. And what challenges are there in big data and how do you hope to overcome these? 
Well, there are indeed lots of challenges. Um, the most important challenge, I think, is um, what we could refer to overall as an information governance challenge. So how do you keep data safe, secure, used respectfully, and used within um, the parameters that are reasonable? That means the legal parameters, that means social and cultural parameters, and of course that means parameters around consent and ethics. And that is an enormous challenge, um, but it's one that we, are, we can rise to if you're willing to work hard and work with people who have a real stakehold in that data, and that is the people who've given the data in the first place, citizens and members of the public. That's one challenge. Another challenge is um, the analytics, which is complicated and evolving quickly. Things like machine learning, deep learning and neural networks, natural language processing, multivariate statistics. There aren't that many people who are really skilled in this area, and many of them are tempted to go to areas of commerce like finance. So I think it's really important that we recruit more of those people from universities. And then there's another big challenge, and that big challenge is just knowing that the data exists and you can do things with it. Because, um, the, the data does exist, but knowing where it is, how to access it, and having the confidence to try and think of studies to do with it is a challenge for all of us ageing scientists. And finally, in your opinion, what further advances in big data do you believe will happen in the next 10 years? Well, I, I think um, the amount of data is going to increase exponentially. It already is, and there's no sign of that stopping. So for, on the molecular front, as we move from, for example, in genetics, from looking at SNPs, where we measure, I don't know, um, millions of data points, to where we're doing next-generation sequencing, where we're measuring te many tens of millions of data points, and then when you add it together with complex imaging and proteomics and metabolomics, the amount of molecular and biological data is increasing phenomenally. And then I hope that uh, we will have more and more access to electronic medical records data as well. Um, there are challenges in that, but as the clinical information becomes digitised, we should take every opportunity to use that for the good of the general public and advance medical research. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.